you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So today it's a quite a special day, not exactly in reference to the external world, but for this podcast, this is the fiftieth episode. So yay! I'm quite happy about this. I didn't think it would last this long, to be honest. There were times when I didn't update for twenty days or so, and I thought maybe I wouldn't do it anymore. But I just came back to this over and over again. I don't know why.、Um, it's very, for me. It's a bit therapeutic, as you could tell.、Um, I think it's becoming more and more private. As in, I'm not even trying to find anything that everyone has in common, and I'm not even trying to gauge what the Um, let's say the majority of people would be interested in. It's pretty much just me doing some voice memo kind of journaling, and I'm surprised that there are still some people interested in this. So, thank you for following this podcast. I hope I'll make it till the hundredth episode. So that's that.、Um, today, I do want to talk about. Well, I have two things in mind.、Uh, the first thing is. The benefit of journaling, and then the second one is、um, what exactly is loneliness. And I'm not going to be too serious. It's just going to be me、um, sharing what I've been doing with my time. So as you know,、um, <coughs> I、uh, went to this trip、um, in Europe and Canada for five weeks.、Um, it was pretty exhausting by the end, and.、Um, The first week I was back,、uh, namely the first week in、uh, mid October, I was actually quite sick, and I went to the hospital twice、uh, to do some checkup here. And、uh, there were a few days where I just couldn't get up and do anything. I was just in bed for 20 hours a day. So、uh, it just passed really quickly. Time passed really quickly, and it was. Uh, I think this Monday that I started to get up and do stuff, and what I've been doing、uh, for almost ten days now is writing an analysis of of myself. Now that sounds incredibly narcissistic, and it is really a personal project. It's just something I've、um, I've always wanted to do, which is to sort out. My internal problems, or what I believe to be my flaws, and to find out my strengths and weaknesses, and so that I could figure out、um, what to do next for a living. I think、um, <clears throat> I needed this process because, you know, often when you're writing your cover letter or you're writing, you're going over your resume. For me, at least, I am the kind of person who is a bit. Of、um, everything, little here and there,、um, as in I'm not exactly, let's say, like a scientific person, a sciencey person, nor am I exactly a humanities person, and so it's really difficult for me to convince myself that I should do this thing rather than the other. And I'm the kind of person who's quite indecisive, and I don't even know what I want from life. So <laughs> I figure that before I actually apply for For jobs or to start anything new, I better sort out my psychology. So that's the intention of starting this project, and and、uh, it went much better than I expected. I thought it would just be like another、uh, entry in 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 my journal, and I'll be just like rambling about how I feel about things. But 
somehow I was able to write a lot every day. So I've been writing a thousand to a thousand five hundred words every day. Um, and oh, I skipped a few days, but now I already have eight thousand words or so, and uh, it's been going pretty well. And I'm happy that I started this. Um, like I told a few friends about this, and I think they probably suspect. Sorry, I suspect that they probably think that it's a bit um, lame or cr even cringy to do this, but I don't really mind because it's done a lot of good to me so far. Um, and it's in the right process of writing that new ideas or new analyses of yourself uh, would come up. So if you're just like thinking about this every night before you fall asleep, it's not going to become something that coherent and that has a certain logic. But if you try to put it in writing, I feel like um, you will force yourself to come up with some sort of logic and you will have to give yourself some example. I think that's the power of writing, right? You, um, Especially if your first language is in English and you try to write it in English, then there's a lot of mental work going on beyond what you're trying to write. You have to you know, search for the best words and um, you can just ramble on and on. Um, at least for me, English is um, a public language where I wouldn't get so emotional. I wouldn't um, just write as if I, I was writing in a journal. Um, so so it's been, I've been doing pretty well with that. And in the process, um, I guess I should explain a little bit what exactly what I'm doing. So I have like, it sounds cringy, but I have, I have several chapters. The first chapter is called The Psychology of Self, uh, which is literally just that. I try to break down uh, what kind of person I am and how um, I've been motivated to do things in my throughout my whole life and sort of how I interpret the world and how I see this world and how that's led me to certain actions and certain inactivity, inaction. And um, and I do it by a numbered list. So um, let's say the first one may be, oh, I feel like I overthink a lot or I'm an analytical when I don't have to be. And then once I do that, I start writing about some examples. I start to comment on uh, why is it I think that's the case. It's not like writing an, an, uh, like an essay or um, an actual research paper, not as intense as that. But I do try to find concrete examples uh, in the past and I try to explain why I think that's the general pattern. Um, and the thing is like, once you start writing, other points will come out, and at least in my case, that's that's true. Where, you know, I try to go deeper and deeper into, all right, why are you analytical, and why do you view the world this way? And then, as soon as I start uh, giving examples, it becomes like the reasons just start to emerge. And so it's been an incredibly smooth process for me, and um, I'm quite surprised by that to be honest I didn't think it would go that smooth because go that smoothly because um, even when I'm just writing in my daily journal not daily but I write it every two or three days uh, even when I'm writing that where it's completely where I'm not asking any specific question um, 
I feel like I suppose that kind of writing is easier where uh, you can just write whatever is on your mind. Um, but nowadays, it turns out that my journal entries are getting shorter and shorter because in reality, I'm not doing a lot. I'm not having a lot of activities. I don't currently have a, a job to speak of. And uh, there is a lot less stress going on in my life. Um, so uh, anything I write in my journal, it would be just my thoughts about abstract stuff and and that there isn't too much of that <laughs> so um so my journals are getting shorter but this sort of analysis of self structured writing it's i think it's a little bit different because i'm trying to figure something out which is let's say my psychology um so it's kind of interesting and i think i'm not sure if it works for everyone but i really do recommend this thing if you just want to know a little bit better about yourself and to um, even not if you don't have any question about who you are as a person, let's say. I think the process of writing itself is quite therapeutic and yet it's not, as I said, it's not the same as a freestyle, like w write whatever you want kind of writing as if you're writing a journal. It's more like a guided um guided thing where for me in my case I'm trying to answer who am I like like what kind of person am I, uh, am I and what is it that I want from life so these are I guess specific questions that I try to um, revolve around so um, so yeah the whole process is kind of enjoyable but it's also not exactly the same as creating art <laughs> um, it's more like there is a guided, like an eventual point I want to, I want to reach. It's going to end sometime. So it's not exactly free form. Um, and yet, I don't know, I just discovered a lot of things I didn't think about myself before. Um, and in the whole process, because I have to recall some events and how I felt about certain things and why I made certain decisions, etc., um, I actually had to refer to my journals, which I did in the past like in in, in in the past couple of years and um and I don't often reread my journals because it's just kind of embarrassing to see what I was thinking but now I have to because I have to um be specific and talk about my decision making and what exactly I was thinking at the point why did I choose this job why did I choose to hang out with this person uh how I was why is it that I was feeling upset or something so I had to read my journal and um and and then again like I learned again from my journal where yes I do recall some intense feelings at certain times but I didn't know how intense I, I can't recall exactly how intense it was and that feeling only re-emerges when you reread your journal entries um, and, um, and of course there are things I don't agree with my, um, after all that time. And, and then there's also the magic of getting a perspective where, um, maybe in, when I was writing down the stuff in my journal at the time, it was a completely first personal experience of the event. But as a person reading that journal, I sort of gained this third-person perspective, and I could freely criticize what I was doing at the time, or like what I was thinking at the time, and um, and 
And it is through this whole process that I realize how um, a lot of the decisions now seem really silly to me. But at the time, I was sincere. I was genuine. I wanted to do that thing. It's just interesting to see this gap um, after some time has passed, right? And that's something that's something I've always been curious about, which is why I try to read that book on regret because. That's exactly what regret is about, right? At the time you, when you make the decision, you are attached to the decision, and you think you're doing the right thing. At least you're doing the best option you could, or at least you're following your intuition to a certain extent. And um, it's not easy to see what could go wrong at the moment. And after some time, you have a new perspective, and then you went back and looked at that decision and how you were feeling at the time, and it just sometimes it just seems a little bit absurd that you would make that kind of decision at the time point, and I guess that's the essence of regret. But um, that's not the point today. The point is just that um, it happens a lot. Like um, there are just so many moments when I was feeling so confident when I was making that decision, and I feel like I have gone through all the options, I have balanced all the perspectives, and I have thought about this rationally, and I consider also how I was feeling, and so it must be the best decision I could make at the point, and yet still, um, there are just so many times when after um, some time has passed, you go back and you think, it's not exactly the best thing you should have done and that you are probably operating under some external influence as in, yes, you thought it was your decision, but your mind overall was not at a good place at the time and therefore what you were thinking at the time was probably not um, the best kind of thinking you could do, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and so it's kind of, there's a lot of studying that could happen if you're rereading your journal. Um, the ironic part is, as I'm going through this, as I'm doing this psychology of the self analysis, as I'm rereading my journal and being analytical about it, it might just be the case that, uh, you know, after two years I come back and revisit this moment, it's exactly how I would feel about um, myself as what I'm feeling about myself two years ago. So basically now I'm doing exactly the same thing. I feel like I'm being totally rational um, about my decisions. I'm trying to find the best option through writing. And yet maybe after some time, um, I still will think that uh, I shouldn't have made this choice or there's something wrong with me at the time and I didn't make the best decision at the time. So it's gonna be a lifelong project, I think, like um, trying to optimize your um, your decision, trying to optimize your life, and there's always going to be some blind spot, I think. Um, but I don't think this whole um, project is futile. I think that at least because this is the first time I'm trying to go through my life as a whole and not just um, you know, making a table for pros and cons for a particular job. It's just that I do want to clarify how I've been motivated throughout my whole life and what's actually made me happy and what's the thing that could really upset me and what are the things that I think uh, matter the most in my life, et cetera, et cetera. I've never done this before. I've never really, never really thought about this. And, and I think 
no, there are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of books out there that are about this, about self-help, about figuring out your passion, blah blah blah. I I never read this kind of book. I do listen to a few podcasts that discuss this kind of book, but I never really taken them seriously. And often,、um, there is this trend where I feel like, in general,、um, the overall goal、um, of of these authors.、Um, Is still in general to to push you to do more and to be more productive and to not waste your time on Earth. That's the general strategy or general goal of writing this kind of book.、Um, and so, for example, I haven't read this book, right? Like this Atomic Habit or something like that.、Um, but you can just tell that. No matter what the approach is, you can focus on the habit. You can focus on the. The strengths you can focus on the actual、um, skills you have. You can focus on your mind, or you can focus on some some sort of psychology study. I think no matter which approach or which perspective they're going for,、um, ultimately the goal is to、um, is to quote unquote be happy, and the、um, overall let's say interpretation of happiness. Um, the general trend is about it's it's to do more stuff, right? To to to、uh, be more,、um, to be、uh, to use your time well and to、um, be more open to failure, only to the extent that the failure helps you, you know, not to do it again and to really experience something that is.、Um, Meaningful and all that. So, like, there's this general trend, and we cannot deny that that could be the best goal in life, right? But、um, I feel like most of these books or people, they are not overall. They're encouraging you to、um, move towards a direction, which is to be the better self and to to be more productive and to do more. And、um, and often when I'm listening to this kind of podcast, I do want to learn something from that. But in the end, if you if you do that,、um, there's this. I get really really tired, and in a way, it gives me more pressure that than I needed. And、um, in a way, they're just reminding me of how much of a failure I am by their definition. And how much, like, how lacking I am in so many areas of life,、um, and and so, like, there's I go on this a bit of a vicious circle where initially I wanna, you know, I was thinking, okay, I have to, I I want to listen to people talk about how they found、um, their their passion or whatever it is, and then you go on and you listen to several podcasts, several episodes, and then. And then they become repetitive, and、um, they just become reminder of how you are lacking in certain areas, and you have to do more, or you have to change something to become like them, or to to become a different self, right? So for me, it's not really working, and so, um, and um, I feel like writing, going through this analysis of psychology thing,、uh, for me. As I said, the writing itself is therapeutic, but also, it's not because I want to be more. I want to be the best, or I want to be quote unquote successful. I think for me, what matters more is if there is a good psychological match between、um, 
well between what I'm doing and who I am. So I think that's sort of the the um, the overall goal I want to achieve. So for for me, it's not about you know trying to um, get the external things all together, like having the good friends, having the good lover, having the good job, having the good house, having the good um, um, what most people will consider the good life. Um, for me, um, I've come to realize that after all, these are still external things and um, they could not help you strike a real balance between like in your own psychology. I'm not sure if I've made it <laughs> that clear. Um, yes, it's still important to have friends. It's important to, to have some money. It's important to have a shelter. It's important to feel physically comfortable and to be healthy and all that but um, I think ultimately all of these things that most people are promoting they're still out of your control in a way where they are like they're the general environment right there's this external stuff and they're still external and they have nothing exactly to do with your psychology they could if a person is really really depressed let's say um, it's not these external things that could help them get better. Um, and similarly, I think if a person is really content with himself, with his life, it's also not because of the external things. I, I wouldn't say that they don't matter. And um, and yet this is not why I'm trying to write this thing. I'm writing this analysis really to to see how I could have some sort of internal balance and try to find the flaws of, of things that are going on internally. Um, and I got this idea, um, well, mostly because I've never done it before and I really want to go through it and have a really personalized version of a self-help thing. Um, and I feel like, I've always feel like there's something deeply, um, deeply wrong about me or rather that I just often crit criticize the world too much without knowing why I'm doing so or what's the ultimate reason behind doing so, right? So I just thought maybe I could go through that. But another thing is, another um, reason for starting this is, is because of the trip. Um, and yes, I was experiencing a lot of different things on the trip. I was... Um, in a physically different place. I was, um, like, the buildings and the people and all the infrastructure, they're all really different from where I'm living right now. And in the previous episode, I also talked about how, um, like, that's the ideal city and how it seems great to be living there. Um, these are all true, and yet there's something missing in the equation, and I feel like um, what I'm thinking um, also matters, and that's something uh, really long term. Like you could, you could quickly, you could move to um, move to a new place, move to a new country, and get a new job, and change your external circumstances um, relatively easily if you just put in the effort and you find some um, guide online. I think it's relatively easy to make that change, but. What is going on internally, that's a different issue. So, um, as I said, um, the trip to Europe, to Germany, was, was good. Um, and I did enjoy seeing the different external surroundings. But then there's 
there's this. Um, I still have to live with myself. <laughs> like, uh, at least it's because I'm traveling alone.、Uh, maybe that's why. But like, sometimes I I just cannot help but to think that, oh, I I'm still the same person, right?、Um, during, you know, you know, a nice straw on the street and all that, I'm I'm still the same person inside, and the. The、um, framework with which I'm operating is still the same. As in, let's say, if I walk into a a shop、uh, with clothes or something, I still go through the same ment- mental calculation. Like even if I, I was in Germany instead of in Canada or in Taiwan, where I'm more familiar with,、um, in in Germany, if I was shopping or I was going around in a department store. I was still thinking the exact same thing. I couldn't help myself. There's no way. Yes, I'm looking at different stuff, but、um, ultimately, there's still this internal voice saying that, oh,、uh, you know, the more stuff you buy, the more you have to work and earn money. And you know, I would go really, really. Sometimes I would go really, really deep into that, and then ultimately, I would just be standing there and examine the whole thing. Not really thinking about a thing anymore, but thinking about life in the end, and thinking about look whether or not、um, if you get this thing now, then it just means like this much debit、uh, into your into your wealth or whatever I have, and ultimately you still have to go back to work and blah blah blah, and so it would just go into I I sometimes would still go into that rabbit hole. It's just that. Because my time is more precious, I guess, when I'm traveling, so I try not to do that often. But、um, the whole internal thing is still the same. The whole internal composition is still the same, and I still worry about the same things. And um, and um, let's say in a museum, I still think about the same thing. I find the same kind of thing interesting, right? So the general overall pattern. Um, of me is not has not been changed. It's just that the external circumstances, the external thing I'm feeling、uh, and sensing,、um, have changed. And it is of course more pleasant when I was in Germany than if I'm than if I'm right here in my room. But、um, I realized that that、um, yes, you could try to change the external circumstances. That would be a good goal. But I think parallel with that.、Um, Parallel to pursuing the the external things, I think I still have to do a lot of work for internal restructuring because、um, in a very short period of time, I th- I think I would quickly recalibrate myself and I would still I would end up feeling the same even though my bigger environment has changed. I think that's the theory with the lottery winners, right? Like there's this thing about how after six months they go back to their normal. Mine and the happy person is still happy,、um, even if they、um, have changed, like they have become physically ill or something. But then after a few months, they get adjusted to the new circumstances, and their internal、um, status is still the same. They're still a happy person. Whereas if the person is unhappy, even if they win the lottery, they're still unhappy after six months because they quickly adjust to new circumstances, etc. And、um, And so that's the thing I want to figure out, and that's the kind of work that only I could do.、Uh, so I take it quite seriously. And recently, I've been <laughs> spending much more time on Reddit because um, I um, 
I realized that the forum I used to use in Taiwan is just quite um, quite local, and there's not a lot of information. And on Reddit, there's just so much more, a lot more people. But then there's this general trend where uh, mostly it's still a discussion of external stuff. Like mostly, you know, people people can be really really um, smart, and they could point out a lot of um, true issues going on in the world. But ultimately, let's say you would see a few complaints about our billionaires getting richer or like how our um, the normal workers' wages and hasn't increased for 20 years, something like that. Or people would post something interesting and of course the picture would be some of something external. And so ultimately it's still a whole, let's say, pool of um, what people think um, matters in terms of in the external world, right? So, so um, you don't really gain a lot of information <laughs> that way. And if you read some news or if you read some, um, even if you read some books, in the end, they're not really tailored to, to you, for you. And uh, for me personally, I do read philosophy books um, in, the, in the hope to find something that is more, um, let's say, uh, that could last longer or some some concept that could um yeah that could last longer even if the external circumstances change but still being philosophy that's still quite a general subject it's meant to be at least written for all other philosophy students not just you um and um that's why i really needed this process of writing and um, only I know what I was, what was going on um, at, at certain stages in my life and how I was feeling, and only I have the access to my journal. So um, I do recommend it to you if you um, not are not completely opposed to writing. Um, if you do like to write, then maybe this is a new project you could take on. And as I said, it's not too strict, um, but you could have some guiding questions like um, what do you ultimately want from life or uh, what do you, what normally upsets you and what's this thing that would cheer you up in general. And it's not that difficult. You just have to think back and collect evidence from the past. So, so that's not going to be too difficult. And try to just try to find the patterns uh, instead of the uh, like you have to eventually move out from the uh, actual specific evidence, but and just try to um, gather patterns and try to make it like uh, imagine that another person would be reading this this thing eventually. So it's not gonna be completely private and like it's still gonna be logical in a way. So that's that's my thing. I've been doing it for a few days and I'm on chapter two right now and. And uh, I think there will be three or four ch four chapters. So it's kind of it's kind of fun, even if it's not exactly useful in the end. But still, the writing itself is the process itself is um, is very it's quite good for me. Um, of course, maybe you wouldn't need this if you have a regular therapist. Um, I I thought about finding a therapist before. I thought about. Um, I thought about that before when I was really in a lot of pain and really confused about a lot of things in my life. And yet there is this um, problem that um, if I find one in Taiwan, they most likely would have been trained in Taiwan and they most likely would have been dealing with 
um, just Taiwanese people who uh, grew up here and have always lived in Taiwan. And I'm not, I'm sort of like half expat here, I think. <laughs> and um, I really don't have the same experience as most other Taiwanese people. And, um, and yet, if I find someone who's completely just for a foreigner, it's not exactly for me either. So anyway, I debated about this. And plus, it's kind of expensive. So uh, I debated about this before. And I, I, I so far, I still haven't gone to any therapist yet. And plus, like for me, I don't have a specific question like, oh, what to do with a certain relationship or to do with certain people in my life. That's not exactly my question. I think I just have a general existential question about myself, the nature of myself. And I think, I feel like I would know myself much better than the therapist. But who knows, maybe one day I'll bring out, I'll print out all the chapters and just like bring this whole thing to them, ask them to read it and be, before we even start. And then they could give some feedback or we could start from there. Um, maybe that'll work as well. I don't know. I really don't know how therapy um, works. It's just... I want to try this first. Um, so that's that about my, my new project and uh, my recommendation. I do think that journaling in general is a good idea because through writing, you do come up with things that you wouldn't really articulate if you're just like lying in bed and thinking. And uh, as it turns out, this podcasting is becoming uh, my new voice journal in a way. It works, and uh, for me, it's quite therapeutic as well, just to talk into the microphone, thinking that people will be listening to this. All right, so this is the first topic, and it kind of it was kind of long. The second topic I want to say, I want to discuss, is something that's kind of forbidden, I think, <laughs> for this podcast, which is the question of being being lonely, um, and like the whole the whole idea or the whole yeah the. Uh, generation of this podcast was based on the idea that um, it's okay to live alone and and a lot of people do that so uh, instead of like just, just um, dwelling in, in our own loneliness or aloneness we could share something that we might have in common and all that so that was kind of the simple um, like start of this podcast the reason that I was uh, I was going to do this but then the, there is this elephant in the room that was never discussed, which is the very topic of, of, of loneliness, um, especially when you're living alone. And um, I do want to talk about that today, but I, do, I don't want to do it through some analytical lens, I think. I just want to share how I've been feeling. Um, the truth is, I think, you know, when I, when I visited my family back um, in, in Canada... Um, like they've never changed, and they've always lived the way they have, and um, they're pretty close. I mean, my brother and my, my parents, they're pretty close, as in they see each other quite often um, every week or so. At least they would meet up every week or so to have dinner. And um, and yet, like I have a feeling that they were still lonely. And, um, and um, I say this because... I feel like the activities are are not staged, but they've become habitual, and so they're not exactly um, intentional that way. It's just that, oh, they've always done this, so 
Um, and my brother recently moved out, so uh, but we was they would still uh, gather from time to time, and it's not exactly intentional. It's just uh, like a habit, and um, I feel like um, why did I start here? Now I don't know where to go <laughs> from here. I shouldn't have started with uh, commenting on others. Um, but I think that's a general thing where, for me, it's the same thing as well, where I would, um, when I used to live in a bigger city, when I used to live in Taipei, it would be much easier for me to, to uh, just to like uh, find a friend and to um, gather and to have lunch or dinner together for um, half, of, uh, half of the weekend. And uh, typically it would just be like, oh, we, we get lunch or dinner together and we would talk uh, maybe for two hours. And if it's a female friend, then we could go shopping afterwards and that's it. That's how we spend the afternoon. And, um, and it's sort of like that where it's become habitual and often um, the conversations are not even interesting. And it's just that people are sitting right in front of you and you're not exactly alone when you're doing when you're having the meal and it's just that you don't have to dwell in your own thoughts you have someone to say something about their own life but still like ultimately um the relationship is still stagnant and um no one is trying to accomplish anything through the meetings and it's just that people want to feel um that they're not alone physically and and so recently i've been feeling more and more reluctant to to go on these meetings, not just because, of course, that I'm living much more far away. I think if if there's enough um, attraction of that activity, of, of having a meal together, I would definitely still go very often, but I just feel like um, I still feel quite alone when I do that now. I feel like um, people aren't really curious about your life, uh, or curious about you as a person. It's mostly they do this thing to pass time, but also to, if they're intentional about it, maybe they are there to gather ideas for their own life. And it's not, I don't know, I just feel very distant nowadays with my older friends, I think. And maybe it's my problem. But the point is just that, um, yeah, so I still feel quite lonely if I do meet up with a friend or another person. And there's just... I guess it's because my internal mind is just so strong that um, that I still feel pretty much 100% just being with myself, even though there's like another human being in front of me. I don't know how to um, explain that, really. Um, and uh, now, with, with that, um, there's also the feeling that... So that's why I think sometimes... I feel less alone or less lonely when I'm like reading Reddit or something on the internet because um, they do they would share some perspective as you and they would they're reading the same thing as you and they are like you're searching exactly for a particular news and um, or a particular piece of information so and so is um, the other person um, on the internet so in the way you are start your starting point is somewhere where you have in common and i don't know people might think this is quite sad that you find something more in common with a stranger than with a friend but to me that's the truth um i do feel quite lonely often just when i'm just eating with a friend i've known for some time um or just trying to catch up with people's lives because i don't know i feel like it's very it's really repetitive the way we do things like that um, 
And um, and yet, I have to say, I do feel quite lonely now. Um, now that I don't really have a day job, and I don't have to, I don't see people that regularly, and there's nothing to occupy uh, my mind that much, and I don't, ha I'm not that stressed anymore. Um, because in the past, when I was in that semi-toxic or really toxic uh, work environment, um, I have a huge distraction, and like most of the time, I'm just like analyzing what's wrong with this company and uh, just um, being dreadful, um, knowing that I'll see this co-worker pretty soon. And now that I don't have any of that and um, I don't have to worry too much about the external stuff, um, I'm suddenly feeling very, very alone. I'm suddenly uh, completely by myself and just me with my own mind. And I also done my travel already, so I'm not, I have nothing to plan for. And the only thing I'm working on is the is the chapters, um, the writing right now. And so I wouldn't say that it's exactly a um, feeling to be avoided, but it's certainly not pleasant. And I feel like this is the first time in my life when I really truly feel feel lonely. I think um, when I had that toxic job, um, at least I could complain about something very specific with a friend. And when you're doing that, and when you're complaining with a coworker, let's say, um, people understand. <coughs> Excuse me. So in a way, it's like it's the negative things that are bounding us together. But now that I don't have that, um, um, suddenly I'm just like completely free. And I think. Maybe loneliness is tied to freedom, or freedom tied to loneliness, where you are, you don't have the desire to really uh, see someone or to do something, and it, so in that case, you are, um, you have the choice where you are actually accepting the fact that you are um, being completely alone. And yes, there are things I can occupy my time with, but I think ultimately I still feel quite lonely, and I feel like. Um, in a way, my problems are a really unique, uh, unique set of problems, and that at least I have a soulmate or someone who's almost exactly like me. It's no one's ever gonna understand what I'm talking about. Even with like, my closest family, um, yeah, they've known me for my entire life, and still, um, most of the time, if you really truly listen to the conversations you're having with them, you'll find out that ultimately it's the same structure um, as conversations you have with your friends where mostly they're just talking about themselves and they're trying to um, talk about, you know, if they're, and then, yeah, maybe they'll say something where they try to consider what's good for you, but ultimately there is their worldview everywhere. And so the stronger their worldview, the stronger the better you know that person, in a way, ironically, the more distant you feel because um, you can just quickly allocate what they've said to, oh, this is just them being them, or ah, this is really they're trying to have a conversation. I don't know if this is too vague or what, but that's how I feel. And um, so in a way, maybe new friends are the only solution, but I don't know. It's just that... Um, yeah, I'm in a phase where I'm just feeling quite lonely and I feel that um, um, I'm not really ready to, to get rid of this loneliness yet. Um, and um, I feel like before I could, I sort out my psychology properly, I really don't, I can't really um, 
have proper opinions or consistent opinions, and uh, therefore it's difficult for me to really interact with people. I don't know, so it's a bit complicated, and um, I don't know how people deal with this. Maybe people are all lonely, they just distract themselves with activities, maybe that's ultimately what I should be doing as well. Um, and, um, and also the thing is, you know, um, I realize that if, you, if you're working, you really don't have that, ma that many friends, not just because you, um, you don't have time after work to look for different people. Like it be everything becomes so intentional, everything, because your time is so valuable. So every, most people um, would spend their time uh, intentionally. So a lot of people actually, um, they're not exactly out there to make friends. They're looking for a partner. And so friendship is kind of a shaky thing, right? Where, um, let's say, female friends eventually would spend more time with their potential partner lovers. And male friends, I don't even know if, if that exists. <laughs> um, you would have to suspect that uh, maybe there's something going on between you two, and so it's always never pure. I, I really don't know <laughs> what to do. And so um, I think, I don't know how people have coped with this, how they've managed to keep their friends after they start working. And or to find new friends, and or maybe they just have a very low standard of what they call a friend, where uh, if you hang out once or twice per month, then that's enough to be a friend. I don't know. Maybe I have a different standard. Maybe I'm asking too much. Maybe uh, I am really looking for a soulmate instead of a friend. Who knows? But um, maybe I'm just true introverted, where I'd rather be with myself than with someone whose opinions I just don't agree with most of the time. I don't know. Um, and I don't really long for that kind, kind of um, empty uh, company. But still, I have to say, I do feel lonely, and um, I don't know, maybe that's the price of being a little bit freer than before. So today, it turns out to be quite a heavy episode. I hope it's still enjoyable. I hope that somehow you uh, feel less lonely if you listen to this podcast. So yeah, so happy 50th, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.